1: Teddy got day. You're a freak! What a catch! Touchdown, Detroit Lions!
0: to the Detroit Kool-Aid, everybody. It's Friday, and this is Griff coming at you again. Um, as you heard from Wednesday's show, Derek had another guest spot. It's a very entertaining show. Good listen. Bears fan, which I'm okay with that. You know, It's uh, nice to have a little banter back and forth between the two. And I know on the last few shows, uh, Derek keeps kind of uh, mentioning that uh, he's uh, just taking a break from me. You know, he's kind of, you know, as a quote-unquote, kind of kicked me off the show for a time. But, you know, that's okay. Okay. Um, what you don't realize is like doing a podcast with Derek to me is kind of like dealing with my ex-wife where chatting with her, figuring stuff out, her opinion is always the right one. Yours is always kind of wrong and um, doesn't see your opinion. And if you are wrong ultimately, the uh, admission of being wrong is generally really quick and then poo-pooed aside and never mentioned again. But that's fine. I mean it's, it's not bad talking to you guys, doing my own show um, every now and again. So I hope you enjoy listening to me, but uh, it is Friday, so um, as always, you always get my weather report Uh, this weekend. It's actually supposed to be uh, mid to upper 40s here in uh, mid-Michigan. It's almost like pretty much spring weather outside, which means I'm going to be busting out my shorts, getting my flip-flops, be looking to head to the beach here at some point, but geez, you know, compared to the negative degrees that we were in just seems like, you know, 10 days ago with all the snow. So... You know, not being that bad outside, I say go outside, uncover that grill again. Um, if you do cover it up for the winter, maybe you can cook up some steaks, even just want some burgers or hot dogs, just to get that you know spring summer feeling going again. But as always, TGIF. Thank God it's Friday. Um, first thing I want to start off with today was um saw an article earlier this week about um Matt Campbell's, I guess his take about how he feels about. The way people think he's gonna be the coach or what people are calling him I guess some reporters and some talking heads are you know receptive to him and like him they think they like his energy as Derek mentions it's a you know bringing a new style to Detroit something Detroit hasn't had in a while fiery presence and um, some people like that and then there's other ones out there that I guess the terminology I, I read and ended up reading was meathead they just think he's a meathead and First of all, I mean, I don't know what gives you that impression. Yeah, he's a former football player, and he has a very strong personality. You can tell just by his introductory press conference. But that doesn't mean the guy doesn't know football. And I really like the way his he's he's coming back at it and saying, well, yeah, I guess you could call us that. But, you know, they're football minds, him and Chris Spielman. You brought Chris Spielman into it as well. And I think, they're you know, Chris Spielman, just by listening to him call games, He's um he knows the game very well, and it seems when he is being the color man on a football game, he's able to point out you know things that you know guys aren't doing correctly, what they need to do, kind of calling out you know what teams should be doing to improve, to stop more so than just some color guys that, um you, know, you know I know Derek really liked Akeeb Delive when he was doing that, but I mean yeah he was like entertaining, but like entertaining almost in a ha ha thing where Chris Spielman's actually kind of giving you something like this is what you know the team needs to do to stop this or something like that so they he knows the game and so d- does the head coach so i almost like that the way he just kind of brushed it under the rug it's almost to the effect that it's like he's saying go ahead underestimate us take us you know as the same old lions you know, take us, you know, that you're going to be beating us down for the next however many years, you know, I'm here, doing what I'm doing, putting my team together and my staff. I like that. You know, kind of fly under the radar. Well, they're going to—they're not going to be a good team. Look at their head coach. He's just a meathead. And with that being said, and, you know, I saw a power pole already, and the Lions were ranked dead last in said power pole. So I know there's, like, once again, a lot of pundits out there just not giving them credit, and... I'm even willing to admit, you know, at this point right now, I don't think the Lions are going to be very good next year. I think they're going to play a lot harder. And I think this coach and the staff that he's bringing in of former players and some wise sages that have been in the league for a little bit, the team's. I think it's going to be a better team. I don't know if they're going to be sniffing the playoffs or they're going to be another 5-6 win team, but I think they're definitely going to play harder. So many times last year, it looks like that team gave up until they got rid of Matt Patricia. Then they played harder for Daryl Bevel. But I think that's what um, Campbell brings. He's just going to be a better – he's going to be a more fiery coach. And the team is definitely going to play harder for him. So when pundits are out there just, you know, saying that, oh, he's just a meathead, a football meathead, it kind of harkens back to, I don't know, you know, being a child of the 80s, you see in, like, those 80s movies, and even some into the 90s, like, the jocks have, like, they're just, duh, 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 you know, in, in the movies, they can't, you know, rub two words together to put a sentence together, and... I don't think this is going to be this way. I mean, they're smart. I mean, it's it's almost calling meeting meetings, just almost kind of like using that stereotype that, you know, he's just out there and just, duh, duh, play football, duh, play football. And that's not what it's going to be. Yeah, what he said, you know, like I said, Kenny Galladay, like, laughed out loud, you know, when he said, you know, bite a kneecap off, take two punches, get back up, or take your other knee. They're going to be taking hunks out of you. I mean, that it is. It's fiery. And maybe a lot of Lions fans just aren't used to seeing that. We're used to the mild-mannered and kind of laid back. And who was the last fiery coach that we had here? I mean, Bobby Ross was fiery. I don't think he was as fiery. But by the time he was here, he was just kind of older and maybe mellowed out a little bit. But he was definitely a fiery coach. I mean, Wayne Font seemed a little fiery. That guy always had a nice sound bite. And, I mean, I loved, you know, who didn't love Coach Oh, Who didn't love the big buck? Benny Blades talks about how he, lo- how he loved him. And when you listen to the Believe in Lions podcast with him and Derek, I mean, he loved Wayne Fonts. I mean, how was he not a good coach? But that's one of those things where those guys, you know, Wayne Fonts was able to get team motivated. I think where, when Bobby Ross came in, they didn't like his, I, mean, I would call him fiery, but he was more like, along the lines of Matt Patricia, more stern, more disciplined and i don't think the team took to that well so he was uh he was just wasn't good with what the team had at the time but i think that's what campbell is here for he's to kind of get him out of that malaise of you know the coach the i don't want to say you know very stern very Regimented. I don't think the Lions are going to be undisciplined and run wild like when Jim Schwartz was here, which, by the way, was a very fiery coach as well. You know, got him to the playoffs, took took over a zero-win team. But I think with coaching hires now with the Lions, I just think a lot of people are just out there thinking, it doesn't matter who they hire. It's going to be the same old Lions. It's going to be the same old Lions. It's going to be the same old Lions. Where Sheila Ford-Hamp is getting a lot of praise for wanting to – turn this organization around i'm not saying that you know miss ford wasn't looking to do that i just i don't think they just knew how to do it it's putting the right people in the right right positions and if people want to go out there pundits want to go out there and call our new head coach a meathead feel free because all you're doing is underestimating the guy and with that you're just giving the lions. You're giving that coaching staff, and even to a point, you're going to give the players a little bit more motivation. If they like the coach, if they're going to run through a wall for him, you know, calling him a meathead, that's just going to want to make them play for harder, play for him harder. And I realize they're professionals. They should be motivated to play already. It's not all rah rah like it is in college and high school. I mean, this is their job. This is what they're paid to do. I mean, so with them. Having to get you know a fiery speech or something like that from the coach, he he's been there before. I think he knows what to say, what to do, to get a team motivated to go play a big game and to go play, get motivated on maybe those dog you know dog games where if you're a good team and you think you can go into a stadium, put your helmet on and win, which we've heard in the past with other Lions teams do, like oh we thought we'd go in there and just win, and they end up losing, which has happened. Those quotes have come out before. Then I think he's almost the right coach to do that, and they're even putting the staff together to do that. You know, all the former players, they they know what it takes to win in this league. So go ahead, pundits, call call the head coach, call all the coach, call the front office, call them all meatheads. That's fine. Just write them off, because I'm going to tell you, maybe next year, this year coming up, with the the devoid of talent that was on this team, it's going to take a little bit to get them back. You know, back up and going. You know, in a couple of years, this team's going to be knocking teams out and they're going to be a very dangerous team. So, and that's what I'm really looking forward to as a Lions fan and I know that's what a lot of their Lions fans are looking forward to as well, for this team to turn it around and get going and be the scary team walking into stadiums. That's what they're looking for and that's what that, that's what I'm looking forward to it. So, uh, I'm going to be patient, you know, I'm going to trust the process, like I said, but you know, hey, you only got so much time to get this turned around before Lions fans are going to start calling for your head as well. So, um, next thing I wanted to mention was um, the wide receivers, and that's that's big. What what we have coming in, or what the lack we have. I mean, there's once again the talk of you know putting Kenny the franchise tag on Kenny Galladay because obviously Jared Goff needs to throw the ball to somebody, and the only other one on the only other real wide receiver on the team right now was Quintus Cephas, and I hope the uh, recent filing against the university of wisconsin you know for you know feeling that he was a scapegoating situation if you don't know what i'm talking about feel free to go look it up um but i do remember when that happened to him at the university of wisconsin i always thought he was a decent wide receiver there just obviously my lazy boy scouting as Derek puts it that um i always thought he was a you know decent to good wide receiver for uh for the University of Wisconsin. And I like the University of Wisconsin. I do. They're one of my favorite teams in the Big Ten. So besides Michigan, obviously, is the number one. But I like the University of Wisconsin. I watch a lot of their football games as well. So I hope this doesn't interfere. The Cephas Court case doesn't interfere with him trying to improve as a player on the field. I don't know. I don't want to say it's going to motivate him. Um, he's obviously – he's looking for something. I don't know all the details of it, and I don't know what's in his mind, and that's fine. I just hope it doesn't affect his progression of becoming a wide receiver in this league because the Lions are going to need him. I mean, there's plenty of other guys out there, you know, obviously casualties, you know, people that – you know, teams are going to get released, you know, things like that. I believe uh, Oakland – or not Oakland, Las Vegas, just um, released uh, Williams, a wide receiver. He was injured most of last year, so he's out there. So there's a lot of guys they can pick for. From one guy that Derek brought up on a podcast recently, on one of his own shows, was Odell Beckham's out there. Come on, Odell, Odell Beckham's not coming here. You know, don't even pine for it. He, he's not coming here, simply because he's not going to want to go to a team that's. And they're not going to admit the Lions aren't going to admit they're in a f- full rebuild. They want to be competitive, but let's admit it as Lions fans here. Come on, they're they're going to rebuild. They got to. And Odell or overrated Beckham, as I like to call him, is uh, he ain't coming here. He's not, and I'm more than happy with that that he's not coming here. I think he would just be a malcontent. I I, I think he's just he's your typical i player wide receiver. He wants his that he always does. Um, I, I Derek makes Derek pokes at me because I was compare I was compare current players to like former Lions. I'm like, can this guy be this guy? Can this guy guy be this guy? You know. Once again, I'm gonna I'm gonna take that one on the chin about calling Jelani Tavai, a poor man's Chris Spielman. Sorry, Chris Spielman, I do apologize for that. I really do, but I, I often do that. But Derek tends to bring in guys where they're former players, former NBA players. I mean, I remember there was a you know he's compared guys to like Rasheed Wallace, and I think he's compared guys though oh, maybe once or twice like maybe um, Chauncey Billups or something like that. I'm gonna compare Odell Beckham to. Nobody ever on the Pistons, simply because, I mean, I don't even follow basketball. I do remember the bad boys, and I liked watching the bad boys then. I do remember when the Pistons won their NBA championship against the Lakers, where it just seemed the Lakers were supposed to come in here and, you know, wrap them up because they had all those superstars. They had, what, Kobe and Shaq, you know, Carmelo Malone, and I think the number five was like a like a lab or some, black lab or something, like Labrador Retriever. So it, it doesn't matter where the, the Pistons that then were – not star driven. So Odell Beckham compared to anybody in basketball, I'm gonna compare him to Carmelo Anthony. These guys that they have to get theirs. Let's face it. What is Car yeah, Carmelo Anthony won in college at Syracuse. Odell Beckham, you know, won at L S U. It was you know, on good teams down there. Got in the pros. They don't make anybody better. They're always looking to get the ball themselves. They're always looking to put their own stats up. I mean, they're going to say kind of like the right stuff in in, in the uh, in the media, how they're going to want to get, you know, oh, I'm here to, for the team, help the team, help the team, blah, blah, blah. But really, do they? Do they ever make them say, so- do they? No. And Carmelo Anthony late is just like, well, yeah, I'd be happy to go play with this team now. I'd be happy to go back to Portland. Of course you would because you're old and washed up and nobody really wants you and you still want to be sort of a ball hog. You know, you still want to get the ball and still want to shoot because people think, oh, Carmelo Anthony's great. Look how many points he scores. Big deal. He doesn't make teams better. He actually kind of makes them a little worse. And that's what I think of Odell Beckham. He still has to get his. And I remember watching Colin Cowherd where he was talking about how Baker Mayfield, which, by the way, everybody knows how I feel about Baker Mayfield. I don't think he's that great either. How he would be better if Baker, if Baker Mayfield would be better if Odell Beckham wasn't on the team. Well, what happened? Odell Beckham got hurt. He wasn't on the team. Baker Mayfield played better. Baker Mayfield is a quarterback that needs a lot of talent around him to be, you know, to be good, or at least somewhat good, because we all remember the Jets game last year where, like, oh, they were missing all these wide receivers. It doesn't. He, he still threw for, like, 110 yards against the Jets. Okay, the Jets blew, and he couldn't, and, and the, well, he didn't have any wide receivers. Who cares? If you're any good, you're going to make anybody good, and that's not Baker Mayfield, let's face it, but he didn't have Odell Beckham, and that's fine. You know, Derek put some tweet out on Twitter about this. This he tagged me and it like kind of busted my balls about it. About oh, uh, Odell Beckham's first 80 games, which he's um he's what has uh, like six you know 6,800 yards and 50 touchdowns, and he was like, oh, don't forget about me. That's that was or something like that. Yeah, that is the typical don't forget about me you know tweet right there. It's like, hey, I'm still here. I'm good. Yeah, really. And I, so I kind of like looked it up, and I'm like. Okay, let's compare, you know, him to, you know, let's say Calvin Johnson. Because, you know, Derek's always says yeah, he owes no ill will to Calvin Johnson. But he calls him a quitter. He left the team, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, we've heard the story. So I kind of looked it up. Okay. Uh, first of all, Odell, your tweet is pretty much your career. That's what you've done. You've played you've played like 81 games, 82 games. So that's your career. Okay? So you've been around seven seasons. And you've played 80 games. Yeah, how about you get on the field first before shooting your mouth off, okay? Yeah, let's break that down first. Because I throw that at Derek. And Derek, Derek's like, he uses stats to back his points. I use stats to kind of manipulate stuff. And I say that before. It's like, yeah, that's all stats is. Take a stats class. You're just grabbing what you want to make your numbers look good. So I, I, I looked that up as well. So Odell, I always throw it at him that Odell Beckham, in a seven years, has played a full season of 16 games, like, Twice. So it's like, okay, you've been, on the, you've been on the field for every game 16 times twice. And it was like, oh, it doesn't matter. And then people are like, okay, so you look into a little more. So he's been in 15 games once, 12 games, 12 games twice, then 7 and 4. 7 games and 4 games. So that means, here I'm going to twist the number here a little bit because, once again, there's only 16 games. He's missed a quarter of the season out of his 7 years four times. So let's compare that to Calvin Johnson because I use that all the time. So I can do the same thing here. Calvin Johnson played nine years. He only played in all 16 games four times. So it's less than half his career. It's like, oh, gosh, look at that. How can you look? You're comparing Buston Hotel? You're right. The least amount of games he played in a season was 13, and he did that once. Every other year he played 14 or 15 games. So Calvin Johnson was at least on the field. So, I didn't get the exact stats of 80, of 80, of 80 games. So, I just pulled. I went, up, I went up through a seasons. I went up to 82 games. Okay? That's what I did. So, I'm, I'm fudging. I'm twisting the numbers a tiny bit here between Calvin Johnson and Odell. Once again, Derek's tweet to me on Odell Beckham. was: In his first 80 games, he had 6,800 yards and 50 touchdowns. Who else has done that? Nobody. Mike drop. I'm the man. I'm Odell. Remember me. I'm great. No, you're not. You're Camelo Anthony. Get out of here. So, here's Calvin Johnson. I went 82 games. In 82 games, Calvin Johnson had 54 touchdowns and a little over 7,800 yards. Okay? So in two more games, he had four more touchdowns. In two more games, he had over 1,000 yards more. So Odell, Mr. Awesome, which Derek still thinks he can be number one, which I decree if it was any other wide receiver, because Derek likes him, if it was any other wide receiver, he would bag on the guy. But he likes Odell, he gives good soundbites. he likes his swag. Okay. He averaged 85 yards per game, is what Odell averaged. Where in those games, Calvin Johnson averaged 95 yards a game. So yeah, give me Calvin Johnson over Odell Beckham any day of the week. Give me the guy who doesn't talk, he lets his numbers walk for him, do the talking and walking for him, over a guy who's going to send out tweets shouting, hey, don't forget about me, I'm still great. So yeah, so if Lions fans want Odell as a wide receiver, first of all, I wholeheartedly disagree with you. He's not going to help the team at all. If he does end up coming here, it would be like four or five years from now where he's still looking for a paycheck, and the Lions might want a name. But I wouldn't even want him at that point. That team's going to be way past that by now. They're getting this team turned around. They're going in the right direction. They're going to be sniffing Super Bowls and winning Super Bowls by that point. They're not going to want Odell Beckham. So Odell... Go find another team. Go try to be a good teammate somewhere else and just get injured because that's all you are. You're overrated, injured all the time. The Lions don't need you. I would rather go draft young guys. I'd rather go draft Jalen Waddell, Jamar Chase, who Derek likes, Devontae Smith. I'd rather go get anybody than have Odell Beckham on that field. I mean, I'd rather go, like Derek put it, he'd rather have young, hungry guys with something to prove. I would take those guys over Odell Beckham Jr. any day of the week because those guys are at least going to freaking try. So that's what the Lions need for wide receivers for Jared Goff. They don't need Odell Beckham, who's going to be in the huddle saying, throw me the ball. I'm open all the time. I'm a 7-11, open all the time. Sorry, Odell. I just ran some basic numbers. Like I said, it's just stats. I can manipulate numbers just like everybody else. It's fine. But the Lions don't need you they really freaking don't. So with that being said, I'm going to take a break here. Um, You're going to hear a shout out. I mentioned before Benny blades Um, every uh, Thursday morning. uh, You get the uh, believe in lions podcast with Derek and Benny blades. It is a good show to listen to. Uh, Benny's got some good stories. They have the banter back and forth. Uh, Give it a listen and um, I'll be right back after the break.
1: What's going on, everybody. This is your host, Derek Oakry of the Detroit Kool-Aid cast. And this is normally where I tell you about some of our great sponsors, But today, I want to tell you about my other Lions podcast. It's called Believe in Lions. That's spelled B-L-E-A-V on the Believe podcasting network with both myself and Lions legendary safety Benny Blades. Yeah, you know who he is. The hard-hitting safety Benny Blades played for the Lions. He also played for the U. You know what it is. The University of Miami. Those Miami Hurricanes. He mentions it multiple times the show. Benny loves to talk about his hurricanes, his lions, and I love to play the soundbite on the show. <laughs> we have a ton of fun on that show. We laugh, we joke, we talk lions. Like I said, he brings up the hurricanes. I talk about my Michigan Wolverines. Um, it's It's a really fun show. Benny loves the lions. He tells great stories from his playing days as well as uh, we're just rooting on this team. We B-L-E-A-V in the Lions. So please go ahead, find it on your favorite podcast platform. Hit that subscribe button and check it out. Share it with a friend. We really appreciate it. So check out Believe, B-L-E-A-V in lines Lions, myself and Benny Blades. Thank you guys so much.
0: Hi, this is Griff again coming at you here on a Friday. Um, it's uh, been kind of uh, sorry about the rant about Odell. Everybody knows how I feel about Odell. But uh, I apologize for that. And it leads me to my next thing, I guess, is when I was talking about that, I used the word great. And it got me thinking, really, at one point, when I was kind of pondering this before, what is greatness? Who deems greatness? You know, for the Lions, Derek, Derek kind of bust on me for that, saying, are they Lions good or are they NFL good? And he makes fun of me for that, which is fine. And, and I get it because I think there's times where you're a fan you you think guys are better than what they actually are and I think it kind of goes the same line as greatness if I mean everybody agrees who's Tom Brady's great, Peyton Manning's great, you know, we all know that, you know. Wide receivers why? You know, Jerry Rice, you know, Barry Sanders, Emmitt Smith, Walter, we all know that. But I think there's sometimes it makes you kind of step back and wonder, what's great? How do you rate it? I mean, when I was a kid, Dan Marino was my favorite quarterback, and I think Dan Marino's great. But somebody will throw at I me, mean, well, he's never won a Super Bowl. Well, yeah, you're right. I mean, but he did go to one. He lost it to Joe Montana, who, by the way, is great. But uh, does that mean he's not great? I mean, if we were Lions fans, would we not take? Would we not take Dan Marino? in the 80s are you kidding me compared to Eric Hipple and Rusty Hilger and Joe Ferguson I mean of course you're going to want to trot Dan Marino out there he never won a Super Bowl but you're going to take it he was great now it's another thing Matt Stafford I know it's like everybody's got the pad stats and is he great is he a hall of famer is do you consider it a hall of fame is that show your greatness? Because there's some people who say, "Oh, you made the Hall of Fame. Oh, it's a popularity. Sometimes it becomes a popularity contest if you were nice to the media, you know. If, if they like you that way, they're they're going to vote you in. So I guess uh, I guess ultimately, I mean, if you're in the Hall of Fame, you got to be deemed great, right? You're in the that's the creme de la creme, the best of the best. But I still hear people debate it. It's like, oh, they're not great. Matt Stafford threw, never won, you know, you know, has a losing record against winning teams, never won a playoff game, but he's got a crap ton of stats. Is he great? That might be the point where it comes to, he's Lions great. He's a great Lions player. And yes, he went to the Rams and the Rams think they got a definite you know upgrade. And it's funny how after he got traded, all of a sudden ESPN just couldn't stop gushing about him. It's like when he was on Detroit, he was he was almost like missing. It's like, oh, Matt Stafford's here? Okay, but he's in Detroit. We don't care about him. And then he gets traded in like NFL Network, four-letter network. All, all you hear is about how great Matt Stafford is. But us here as Lions we're, the fans are somewhat you know ready to run him out of town. But guys like me, I think he's great. I mean, is he Hall of Fame great? Yeah, I guess you could debate that. But he's definitely Lions great. And people will yell at me for that. Well, that doesn't make any sense. That's funny, you're just you're downplaying it. Well, it's because I'm a fan of the team. I mean, I'm not comparing him to like that. I'm gonna compare him to like other guys that were on the Lions. Like I said, he was the last great quarterback since who? Greg Landry? I think that was the last good Lions quarterback, Greg Land. And people say, well, Eric Kramer's good. Yeah, but Eric Kramer's like one or two, like a little splash. He was a decent quarterback. He wasn't great. I mean, it brings you to, there's so many guys that you could say. And I love Benny Blades. I think Benny Blades is great. But I'm a fan. I'm a fan of Benny Blades. So my my eyes might be colored a little different. Might have that little bit of, you know, Honolulu blue glasses on. Where I think Benny Blades is great. Great. Where other people are going to be like, well, "Are you crazy?" Guys, none he's not Ronnie Lott. Yeah, I know he's not Ronnie Lott, but he's still great. He's Lions great. That's to me though. Chris Spielman, another one. Love Chris Spielman. Huge, huge fan of Chris Spielman. Favorite middle linebacker when I was a kid. It's it's funny. Like when when I when me and Derek go back and forth, I always bring up guys like you know Mike Singletary or somebody like that. Dick Buckus. I, I never bring up Chris Spielman, but I love Chris Spielman. Do I think he's great? Yeah, I think Chris Spielman's great. I do, but that's just my opinion. And I'm entitled to it, no matter how I came to it. Is he NFL great? Is he Hall of Fame worthy? I would probably say no. But in my eyes, he is great. So when other people come to me, if Derek thinks Odell Beckham's great, Hall of Famer, so be it. But I can throw you numbers back and say no. We just differ in opinion. I say it all the time. Reasonable minds can differ. and Which is fine. If guys aren't that great. If they're not that great. I think they're not that great. Kirk Cousins not that great. But Derek will tell you. Well, look at the stats he threw up. Would you rather have? Would you rather have Kirk Cousins or Matt Stafford? Tell me which one you'd rather have. If you if you were not a Lions fan and you were on the outside looking in, who would you rather want? Do you think the Rams were like, hey, Matt Stafford's available, but I hear Kirk Cousins is available also. You think who do you think they're going to try to get first? I heard Kirk Cousins man been on the table. San Francisco was interested. I mean, maybe other teams are calling. It's not getting nearly as much pub because people are going to take Matt Stafford over Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins got a winning record. He's got all these stats, though, and he's got all these touchdowns. Kirk, you know, Kirk Cousins. I'm sure he's a nice guy, from Holland, Michigan. I'm sure he's a nice guy, really. But he ain't that great at quarterback. He's not that great. See, I think greatness is just a very trite word, and it's thrown out a lot. Where it's just, it's like, oh, he's great. He's great. He's great. Really. But again, what's your measure of great? Like I said, is it a Hall of Fame? Or is it, or you look at it with a certain level of you're a fan of a certain team. So you think he's great or not? There's plenty of people. Joe Nameless in the Hall of Fame. I love Joe Namath. I've never seen the guy take a down on live ever. All I've ever seen is film of this guy. I've seen film of him in the Jets uniform. I've seen film of him you know, in an Alabama uniform. I think he's great You know, talk about a guy with swagger Talk about a guy with style, panache That was Joe Namath Guy guarantees a Super Bowl victory And backs it up That's swagger That's greatness Yeah, at first his team didn't like him Go go watch some stuff, read some stuff His teammates didn't like him They said, give him the captaincy And maybe he'll take it a little more seriously So they did, and Joe Namath did yeah, that guy's great. But I know plenty of people, I've been in plenty of arguments with people that say he's not even a Hall of Famer. Look at his stats. Look at his stats. More interceptions than touchdowns. And it's just one of those things where, but that's it. I'm looking at it with glasses because I have a fan's eye. And that's just, you want the Lions to get great players. And Derek pokes at me and says, you know what? You know, just because they're not Hall of Famers, all pros, you think they're not that great and they stink. No, I'm just wise to realize that. You know, we need more better players on this team than just Detroit great. We need better players than that. We can have guys that are nice in the community, and I'm fine with that. We can have guys that are you know good to fans, and I'm fine with that. But Detroit Lion, the Detroit Lions, to go to the playoffs, make deep runs, and Win Super Bowls, they need better players than Detroit great players. And it happens in all sports. You know, it happens with with all teams, all fans. I mean, some teams some in some teams they're just racked with great players. Tom Brady's a great player, obviously. He went to the Super Bowl with Tampa Bay and went and won it. People can debate, hey, maybe Tampa Bay got some cause and helped him out. But still. He took Tampa Bay. To, was Tampa Bay going anywhere with Jameis Winston? Was Tampa Bay even Jameis was Jameis Winston even Tampa Bay great? Derek still thinks he's gonna be a decent quarterback. I think he sucks. Okay? Talk about an overrated quarterback. But he likes him. He likes style and maybe he gives good, you know, quotes or whatever, whatever. He's he wasn't even Tampa Bay great. Tom Brady goes down there and wins Super Bowl. The Lions need better players than just Detroit great players. And if everybody's like, no, they need they just need dogs, they just need hard working players, they need this. I hate to break it to you. The NFL is an entertainment business. They want they want teams out there on Monday night, on Sunday night, teams with named players. They want if if you don't, if you're a crappy how do the Giants get a Monday night, you know, two Monday night games every year. How do the Dallas Cowboys? Why? Because they're they are big market teams. Teams love to watch those guys and they got big fan bases. So for Detroit to do that, they need great players. If you want to see them on those games, I know I checked the schedule for their primetime games, and you're and every Lions fan out there is just as disappointed as I am when they only get their Thanksgiving Day game. Every other game Sunday at 1 o'clock. Unless they're on the West Coast one time, and then they play at 4 o'clock, which is, sucks. You know, those 4 o'clock starts, I hate them. So they need great players. They need better players than Detroit great. Like I said, Matt Stafford threw up a bunch of stats, but he was Detroit great. Half the fans were ready to run that guy out on a rail. Other ones, me and Derek, backed him. So they need great players. Either doing it through the draft, they're not. Then Chris Spielman kind of hinted they weren't going out looking this year to make big free agent spending, big splashes. You know, year two they're going to start building this team through the draft. They get they got to get rid of some of the dead weight that the old regime, you know, Matt Pat and Bob Quinn left here. But they're gonna make, they're gonna, They know talent. And they're going to start bringing in some great players. And they're going to bring in guys that are better than Detroit great. Why? Because those guys on that team have been in the league in a while. And they know greatness. I'm going to say that right now. They know greatness. And sometimes greatness is just a matter of being able to go out on top. When you know you're there. You're able to walk off into the sunset after a win. That you, It's like you realize I had a great career. I know who I am, I'm set, I'm okay, I want to be able to get up on Monday and walk around, you know, not need, you know, you know, five knee replacements, you know, stuff like that. Sometimes greatness is just knowing that. And that's what it is. And that's why it's, that's why it's just, you know, great to be a fan. Because we're not the ones out there putting our lives online. line. And we can rip guys like Barry Sanders and Calvin Johnson for quitting on their teams. They quit, they quit. But you've left jobs. And I'm, I'm guaranteeing people have, you know, me and you have left jobs. And nobody's ever called us quitters they just got tired of doing it because the money wasn't worth it to them anymore but we have fans eyes so that's what the difference is so as always kind of going out on top is the big thing so that's what everybody wants and when people go out on top people say oh they're great look how great he is so well that's all i got for today and um speaking of going out on top i just want to say to everybody that um this is going to be my last regular show. I appreciate you guys all listening and um, letting me uh, come into your minds and listen, giving you my opinion, because that's all it is. It's my opinion. You have your opinion. I've debated with some people on Twitter, but um, you know, I've, uh, just I think it's just the end of my run. So uh, I'm sure Derek's still going to bring you the Detroit Kool-Aid, bringing the content that you're looking for. You know, he's still going to be doing his, uh, his uh all of his scouting, bringing you guys, you know, all the information. That's fine. I'm sure, like, he'll have it all broken down, and he'll know everything about every guy out there, you know, ready for the draft, you know, him being the GM and all. So, once again, I do appreciate your time. And, as always, drink it in, man.
1: Back the bags, start the plane. This game is over. It is over. What a comeback by the Lions. Drink it in, man.